0: hey everyone and welcome to wait what oh oh this is a sparkly bonus episode of epicurean unicorn
1: hello everyone and welcome to this special bonus episode of epicurean unicorn today we're going to talk a little bit about the celebration of hanukkah we have a special guest jaina wald our vp of marketing for parados us she grew up and is jewish And she's going to talk to us about how she celebrated Hanukkah and how she celebrates Hanukkah today. Hanukkah is the Festival of Lights. It is an eight-day celebration. Uh, Anyone who's seen the movie Eight Crazy Nights, you would know that. And uh, my children love it because they get to spread presents out over eight days. My eight-year-old told his two-year-old sister the other day that Hanukkah is the best time ever because they get eight days of presents. It all started way, 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 way back when, and a fellow named Judah Maccabee, who was the son of the leader of the Jewish people at that point in time, uh, battled against Antiochus during this time. They were in the temple, and they only had enough oil for one night, and the oil lasted for eight. So you'll often hear associated with Hanukkah, uh, they'll say, a great miracle happened there or here. And actually, this is something interesting. I learned from my wife um, after her grandmother passed a few years ago, we inherited uh, a dreidel from the grandmother's house, and the dreidel had originally come from Israel. And so on that dreidel, it actually said, a great miracle happened here, whereas anything uh, that my wife had had up until that point said, a great miracle happened there. And that was just something that I found interesting, that depending on where the item uh, is meant for, They'll change uh, what exactly is said uh, in reference to the miracle of Hanukkah. This is, is, of course, the short, 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 short version of the celebration. You can find a lot more on the internets. Just uh, don't believe everything you read. Although in this case, it's probably okay. Uh, if you're interested, you can do some, some searching about Hanukkah to learn uh, exactly what went on with uh, Judah Maccabee and Antiochus. The big thing to remember food-wise is that a lot of items are fried, and it has to do, again, with the, the miracle of the oil lasting for the eight days. And so, without any further ado, here is our conversation with Jaina. Hi, Jaina. How you doing?
0: Good. How are you, Brayden?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for taking a little time out to come in and talk to us about Hanukkah, as we know, Hanukkah is a holiday focused around lights, it's focused around oil, and a lot of the foods are fried. How, how do you go about kind of celebrating Hanukkah, both on the food side and also not on, on the food side?
0: Yeah, so... um so I'll I'll start by saying that as a as a Jewish kid, Hanukkah is like the holy grail of Jewish holidays, um, because a lot of Jewish holidays are uh, are focused on atonement or um, things that you need to improve for the next year. And Hanukkah is kind of one of the few really pure joyous um, occasions. Uh, so it's really fun when you're growing up, and and oftentimes um, families observe it in different ways. So there's not sort of one one clear roadmap. Um, Sort of like a Passover would have, where there's a set um, group of foods that you're supposed to try. Um, for Hanukkah, it really depends on on the family's tradition. So, um, for my family growing up, um, we didn't have kind of a, a set meal that we had to have every single night. Um, usually, Hanukkah did fall over Shabbat, uh, In my family growing up, we always had Shabbat dinner together. So on Friday night, um, we would sit down, we'd light the candles. Um, we'd have challah and wine and um, and and a traditional meal together. Um, usually when that fell on Hanukkah, we would incorporate sort of traditional Hanukkah foods. So for us, that was um, very much centered on latkes, which are um, to me kind of the best of the holiday foods. Um, We would have kind of fried potato pancakes, um, always with applesauce. You always had to have applesauce. Um, And if we had like leftover um, squash or zucchini, sometimes we would incorporate like um, fritters, uh, squash or zucchini fritters with our latkes. It's always fun. Um, and then usually we would have kind of a traditional noodle kugel, um, and for, it depends on the family, but some people like sweet kugel, some people like savory kugel. Um, I was always a huge fan of the sweet kugel. Um, so those were kind of our go-tos. And then when you open the presents on Hanukkah, you always have to follow it up with, uh, Hanukkah gelt, those little, uh, chocolate coins that everybody gets in the, in the yellow bags, um, which are kind of the highlight when you're uh, when you're six or seven and, and opening presents, um, you look probably more forward to the chocolate than you do to the present. So, and those were really kind of our, our big traditions. But as long as we were spending the time together as a family every night, that was really key. All
1: right, I got to ask a couple follow up questions here. Was everybody <laughs> having the wine, even the children? Because <laughs> I I grew up in, a, in an Italian American family, and there were yeah, times when we did. Okay, because there were times when a wine glass would get put in front of me, and, and my mother would grab it away and go, oh, no, 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 no. He's not old <laughs> enough.
0: No, we, uh, we did. They, I think most Jewish families, because wine is such a big part of all the Jewish holidays, you're encouraged to buy mm-hmm. it at age. And usually they encourage you to try it so young that you sort of um, dislike it from some from, from such a young age that it almost deters you from drinking wine. Because um, you're also having the really crappy Manischewic wine, right? It's not like good quality wine that you learn to like as an adult. So, um, so I think there's no concerns about kids trying it young because really it becomes more of a joke. Like, mm-hmm. let's have you try it. Let's see what face you make.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the same thing happens um, grow, growing up Catholic in church. You know, you can go and after one or two sips, you go, oh, I don't want this communion wine. Ooh, and you make that face. You know, yeah, I definitely know that face. Now, lat- latkes, I got to ask about yeah. latkes. Are latkes the best way to have a potato? Because think about it. Some people like their potatoes light and fluffy. Some people like them um, kind of crunchy and fried. Both ways is what you get in a latka. Is that, is that the best?
0: Oh, man. A, it's a really good question and it might be controversial but I'm gonna go with yes but I'm gonna add that I think the best way to actually have latkes and this is definitely an adult thing it was not a thing as a kid but is to incorporate them in brunch so to me having like a latka with like eggs benedict or something like that or having a latka incorporated with like chicken and waffles that's just like the best thing to ever come out of, uh, out of uh, Hanukkah is the latke as part of brunch. So I, I definitely think it's the best way to have pancakes, but I'll one up you and say as part of brunch is the ideal.
1: All right. Now I got to try a latke chicken and waffles. Cause that sounds delicious. Um, right? we, we also, you know, my wife loves hers with applesauce, but also sour cream. Was that something or was it always just, just applesauce?
0: Oh, so I was never a sour cream person. So for me, it was applesauce, but a lot of people do like sour cream. It is, it is definitely still part of the tradition, but I'll go with applesauce any day.
1: Oh, that's fair enough. I like mine with applesauce too. I like that, the sweetness of the apple with that really crunchy, light, fluffy potato.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever made latkes?
1: Oh yeah, I make them every year. So we do, I found that interesting too. I was going to ask, so you said, You might not have, like, the Hanukkah dinner every night because the holiday is eight nights. So we do kind of a a Hanukkah dinner one night where I basically try to fry as much food as possible. So my wife likes uh, schnitzel, so I'll make that. And then I'll make the latkes. And uh, do you ever, you didn't, the one thing you didn't mention, um, I'm going to try to get this right, sufganiyot.
0: Goney yeah. Yeah, we were not we're not a big cooked fruit family, which which is um which is a problem when you're Jewish because a lot of holiday foods involve cooked fruit or 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 um, different kinds of fruit variations. So um, I love fruit, but I tend not to do it as much in cooked. So yeah, jelly-filled donuts or sufganiot—that is a very much a traditional um, Hanukkah food. We would always make them at Hebrew school growing up, but we never we never really ate them at my house. It was not a a top top dessert. We would we tended to use um, challah as our dessert. So if we wanted something sweet, we would do like a sweet challah as like our dessert, which was always amazing.
1: That would be good with the gelt. Now, I have to ask: milk chocolate milk chocolate or dark chocolate gelt or did it really not matter as a kid
0: oh it probably didn't matter <laughs> yeah it probably didn't matter what about for you
1: uh I, I mean for me not growing up with it i don't really get it as in like nobody gives it to me right i mean i'll eat any kind of chocolate you want to put in front of my face um and we also it's funny in my family we also don't do the uh the jelly donuts. My wife is also not a big fan of um cooked fruit or fruit with dessert unless mm-hmm. it's uh lemon.
0: Yeah, it's true. I think it, I think as a kid you just want chocolate and uh and as an adult, yeah, I think I think I mean in some ways there are a lot of um there are a lot of traditional Jewish desserts, some, some that are more like Americanized traditional and some that are more kind of in their, their roots in, in Yiddish culture um, and like coming from Eastern Europe that have a lot of these um, kind of different fruit concoctions. Um, I tend to love pies, so I'll go with pies. That's sort of my, my Thanksgiving um, uh, my Thanksgiving treat. But then for, for the holidays, I stick mostly with the savory and then I get my sweet from the applesauce.
1: That sounds good. I have to say, though, one thing on donuts, I, I don't know the name of the shop, but my sons uh, at Hebrew school, they were doing it virtually the other day, and they were showing us some of the Hanukkah donuts that they're going to be making. Um, it's actually, no, I do know the name of the shop. It's Roladin. Roladin. I'm not sure exactly the con- correct pronunciation, okay. but if, if everyone Googles, I mean, it's only available in Israel, but R-O-L-A-D-I-N. The donuts that they are making, and specifically for Hanukkah, were just crazy. And it looks like something that you should really put on uh, on a plated dessert to enjoy, no. not something that you would just uh, go to your local donut shop, um, as we kind of think of donuts here, and grab. And the one good thing is you can get their uh, website in English. But if oh, anybody nice. wants some um, uh, Hanukkah inspirations for donuts... Maybe something you want to make at home. I, w- I would definitely check this website out, and they've also they they talk about um, uh, challah and all kinds of stuff on there. It was pretty interesting for me to kind of poke around and see some of the stuff going on, uh, specifically with desserts in Israel for for this time of year, and kind of made me think maybe I should try uh, try a donut one year as uh, as part of Hanukkah.
0: Yeah. Give it a shot. I mean, I've been seeing, um, in a lot of, uh, stores lately, you know, I think with, especially the, the pandemic today and people wanting to really make sure that all the holidays that are coming up are kind of big holidays for them. Um, I've been seeing a lot of really interesting kind of flavors coming out about on their traditional item. So I had pop on my, on my Instagram feed the other day, a chocolate orange challah that was like braided with all different, um, Flavors and colors, and it was it looked amazing. So it was very inspirational because I I I don't bake hala all the time, but when I do, I try to incorporate something fun and different. So that was that was really nice. It actually had chocolate um, chocolate baked into it, and then orange flavor as well. But the color was really a vibrant orange, which I'd never seen before.
1: Oh, that does sound great. It's almost like a, a mashup of a hala and a babka, which is also something mm-hmm. I and mean, a very popular item. But also just the idea of mashing two things up right now is really popular. So I like that because I've also seen a lot of people, including now in their challah, um, flavorful toppings on them. Even if the the dough is your traditional challah dough, you know, I'm seeing interesting toppings for texture uh, and or for flavor with different icings and drizzles. So, yeah, there's definitely people um, elevating the, the challah beyond your simple, delicious, but simple, you know, braided loaf.
0: Yeah. Which I support with the exception of, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Brayden, but with the exception of raisins,
1: Ah. I have
0: a weird aversion to raisins in my challah. Like I'm a purist in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't mind, I don't mind new flavors. I love toppings, all of that. But when the raisins are baked into it, somehow it like ruins the whole challah eating experience for me.
1: Interesting. I, I don't know that I've ever had one with raisins. I do know it would not be allowed in my house. (laughs) <laughs> um because I make I make it every year and it has to be very traditional and since okay. I'm actually braiding is not one of my strong points as a baker or as the father of a young girl uh yeah. hair dough not the best I do a simple um three braid generally and I, I would not be allowed to put raisins in it but I know other people uh just not even uh Jewish folks a few folks that we work with have that same aversion to raisins anytime I offer them something one of their first questions is there a raisin in this so that's <laughs> I think that's actually a pretty commonly held uh aversion
0: yeah well i've 've recently um my my kids like raisins and they like eating them on their own but um but they we recently went somewhere where we were having a, a challah baking event. Um, and, uh, and they had raisins as one of the toppings to put in it. And they kept trying to put the raisins into the challah because they like raisins. And I was like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. Just add more cinnamon add more sugar, but skip the raisins. <laughs>
1: well, you know, yeah, mom needs to be able to, to enjoy it too. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well,
1: that's, that's really, um, I, I think it's all fantastic. I love hearing about the different ways that people can celebrate, you know the the same holiday, but like you said at the beginning, I love the fact that with this holiday that there's no roadmap, um, and even you you mentioned Passover, I find that one interesting coming into it much later in life, because I can try to find little ways to change the roadmap a bit, just just as much as I'm allowed to, but that is for me one of the really nice things about Hanukkah. You know, okay, traditionally you fry some of the food, but you can do really. So much within that, and I really enjoy hearing about, you know, the different ways that you and your family celebrate it. I'm just curious kind of to wrap up, uh, aside from maybe hollow with raisins. uh, Do your kids have anything that they really love anything about the holiday that they um, really gravitate towards?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we have our own now, sort of family traditions, which are even different than um, the ones that my family grew up with. Um, so I grew up uh, conservative, um, and we had a pretty traditional sort of Hanukkah. We we opened presents. We usually said one or two prayers. Um, there were no, there was nothing in my house other than a menorah. Right, it was very traditional. Um, and now we have kind of a, a different approach. So um, I have a Hanukkah tree uh, in my house, which is very unusual. So I have a tree. Um, with a bunch of um, Hanukkah decorations on it. Like um, we have garland that has menorahs and dreidels.
1: Okay. This opens up a a whole can of worms for me. (laughs) Anyone who listens to this knows that I'm a huge Christmas. The Christmas tree is my favorite part of Christmas. And so, you know, we have one uh, and I jokingly say it's my Christmas tree, but my whole family puts decorations on it. But I happen to own and my, my family being my parents make fun of me because to me, Christmas tree means Star Trek because I own every Star Trek Christmas ornament ever made. So I'm really, really curious how one finds Hanukkah tree decorations. I love this idea. I just I need to know what they are and where I find them.
0: So I will say they're from a combination of places. So now that Hanukkah sort of merchandise, I think is becoming more mainstream. You can actually find them in places like Target now um, and Walmart. So you can get them in like basic big box stores. Um, but we also make a lot of them. Like every year I really try to make a, a an effort around developing sort of crafts where we can create things that I can then, you know, throw a ribbon on it and hang on the tree. So we have, um, You know, we have uh, various ceramic options. I have things with like my kids' fingerprints and a menorah on it. Um, You know, they make them at school sometimes. So I have a lot of them are homemade and then some of them are are from the big box stores. Um, that's great. And then I can get blue and white lights, which feels very Hanukkah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I say we hang blue lights inside the house and um, we decorate just the way our house is situated. Nobody comes to the front of our house. We're on a dead end street. We're the last house. But we have some woods behind our house and kind of if I light the house the right way through the woods, you can see it out on a road. So I actually decorate the back of the house with all the white lights as well. So like when you look at the house, you see blue lights coming from inside and white lights outside. Well, that's nice. So Yeah, so I I like that. that. And I love I love the homemade ornaments growing up. uh, My parents Christmas tree for a long, long time were homemade ornaments that they had made right when they got married. Um, oh, and that's yeah. what all our ornaments were growing up. so that's great. And having you know special ornaments that are kind of special to each year as your children get older, uh, I think is something anyone from any tradition should definitely uh, invest some time in.
0: Yeah, I would say the tree is probably their favorite part. They love getting it out every year. they love decorating it. You know they sometimes call it a Christmas tree, and I'll go, no, no, Hanukkah
1: tree. <laughs> so it is uh, okay. I, I have to I have to ask one more follow-up question. It sounds like it's uh a tree that gets put away and uh it's it's an artificial tree.
0: Oh yes, it is okay. an artificial tree. Okay. We've well, not invested in the real trees. I'm a little phobic of uh of uh, the bugs that might come in with the real trees.
1: Okay. <laughs> well I, I offer this is a, a service for anyone who's never had a I, I we say real tree. I offer I am, I have become over the years an expert at getting them into and out of houses with zero really? mess. I have a I have a system and for what? the low, low price of ninety nine ninety nine, I'll teach it to anybody. Um, or if that's too much, I'll just teach it to you for free. Um so if you're ever Fabulous. if you're ever interested, um, that's become one of my kids' favorite things is is going out into the fields to to find find their tree. Um and I love, you know, coming from a, a family where, you know, I'm not Jewish, my wife is. I love seeing traditions um come come together, you know. So, yeah, seeing traditions come together, I think, is a, a great way for all of us to to come to an understanding and an appreciation of, of all the different holidays that we celebrate because there's something, uh, you know, no, really. Did you
0: ever play um, Dreidel?
1: Growing up, no. I mean, we do now. My son loves it because he always wins. I don't know how he does it. Um, I mean, literally <laughs> without fail, my son will beat you. Um, it does it. He says he has a system. I, I don't know how one can have a system at Dreidel. Um, Strikes me as like I have a system at roulette. Uh, You know, I don't think you actually do. Um, But yeah, he will destroy us. Um, Is that something popular in your house?
0: Yeah, dreidel is definitely a uh, a top game. It's a top Hanukkah attraction. Um, So they love. uh, We play it with M and M's, and so at the end there is. a a take all winner um and then and then whoever doesn't win usually gets consolation m&ms as well Um, we're not we're not too cutthroat over here Um, but yeah and uh and just practicing spinning the dreidel is always is always fun we have the dreidels out in the house for you know a week before hanukkah and then the week of and usually during dinner they're just practicing over and over and over again just spinning uh, because it's working on their fine motor skills, so mm-hmm. I guess uh beneficial as well
1: <laughs> yeah definitely and uh and who can't go wrong with some delicious m and ms
0: exactly
1: oh well thank you thank you so much uh for taking the time um yeah, we really appreciate it. Is there anything else at all that you would like to share with the folks you know about hanukkah about any special foods uh, uh around hanukkah?
0: I guess the uh, the last thought I'd just leave everyone with is that um, you know Hanukkah is is really special. Um, it's I think sometimes perceived as something that's super religious and just for for Jewish people. Um, but the reality is really it's just kind of a, a celebration, and it's really all about. Um, family and friends and community and kind of all celebrating together. Um, so I know this year looks a little bit different um, in the world of, of the pandemic. Um, so I imagine there's going to be a lot of Zoom celebrations and and phone calls versus sort of in-person. But um, I definitely encourage people, even folks that, that aren't Jewish, to, to find out more about it um, and definitely partake, you know, try some of the foods. Um, you know, if you've never made latkes or challah before, like give it a shot. They're really, really good and they're, they're kid-friendly and delicious, um, so it's definitely uh, an approachable holiday from that perspective, and I think there's a lot for, uh, for everyone of, of all faiths to, um, to get excited about.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your traditions with us.
0: Thank you. Happy Hanukkah, Brayden.
1: Take care. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah, and have a fantastic uh, week of celebration.
0: Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Many thanks again to Jaina. It was great always hearing uh, how other people celebrate the holiday. Definitely gave me some ideas. We have a, a decent number of handmade ornaments now on my tree, uh, you know as my kids have gotten old enough to make them, and it's definitely something enjoyable. I think uh, I think I'll allow a few more. I've actually had to start retiring Star Trek ornaments for all those out there interested. I have an extra box of uh, ornaments that don't even fit on my tree. So I am a, a very lucky in that fact indeed that I I'm able to replace them with uh, ornaments, kind of like what Jaina was saying, with uh, footprints or handprints of, uh, of my children that they've made uh, over the years. So this year, uh, go grab a dreidel, grab some gelt or some M&Ms. I also like that one as a, as a way to play dreidel. I'm going to have to try that out. So grab a dreidel, grab your favorite delicious chocolate, and have a happy, safe, and healthy Hanukkah season and holiday season. Again, thanks to Jaina and... Be seeing you.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, comments, baking troubles, or are just epicurious about the topics discussed today, you can send an email to epicureanunicorn at parados.com or give us a call at 215 402 7147. If your question is short and sweet, we might even feature it on the show. Epicurean Unicorn is a production of the Parados Corporation. Keep spreading the magic.
1: Surprise, it's Brayden again, with just a little extra something after the episode. Just wanted to say a special thank you to our special Hanukkah helpers, my daughter and Jaina's sons, who decided no matter what we did, they just wanted to be part of this special Hanukkah episode. So thank you to them. And remember, this year, as the holidays are upon us, please be safe, be healthy, take care of everyone around you, and we'd like to thank you for listening We love all of our listeners, and we just want you to have a safe, healthy, happy holiday season.
0: Happy Hanukkah!